Life in Colour is a brand new show that will discuss current affairs from a different perspective that you probably don't hear about often enough. Mm-hmm. Our show will be amplifying the voices of minorities around the world in a global conversation about the most important issues that face us today. We'll be chatting about ideas of racism, sexism, imperialism, nationalism, white privilege, all in the context of current affairs in Australia and beyond. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Life in Colour. Today you are joined by myself, Sherry Rose, hi, and Nicole. (laughs) Hello. To give you a very juicy show. So today's show is All Things Lemonade. Lemonade. Mm. um, Before we start, I'd like to have... Listen to some people's thoughts on lemonade. So I was out and about in Melbourne and Mm -hmm. I asked a few people what came to mind when they were told or when they thought of the word lemonade. And here are some of their responses. What comes to mind? Just the word lemonade. Is there anything Um, that strikes you? Yeah, I think I think of kids setting up like a lemonade stand out the front on playing on a hot day, that kind of thing, yeah. So what comes to mind when you think of the word lemonade? The drink lemonade. Just fizzy. Just fizzy? Fizzy? Don't, don't give it to children. It's too sweet. <laughs> too sweet. Is that it? Bubbly? Scones. Scones. Beaches. Beaches. If someone says the word lemonade, what's the first thing that comes drink. to mind? The drink? drink. To go Thirsty. Get a lemonade. Thirsty. 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 The drink? I went back down for that. I'll drink anything. What comes to mind when you think of the word lemonade? If someone says lemonade at the moment, what, come, what do you think of? The drink, you know, lemon drink. Like, Beyonce's album. Pardon? Beyonce's album. Beyonce's album. Yeah, the yeah. album. The lemonade. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Um, nah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah the album. Beyonce's yeah. album. Cool. <laughs> So if you haven't really caught on what today's show is about and why are we talking all things about lemonade, except the fact that there is lemonade and all things related to lemonade, we're talking about Beyonce's new album, Lemonade. Absolutely. You must have been living under a rock if you haven't heard of the (laughs) album yet because it's really been everywhere. It's kind of shocked the world with its... I think, you know, pizzazz and Mm -hmm. general fantasticness. But then again, we are talking about Beyonce and she tends to surprise things like dropping albums that go off the charts. That's true. So, (laughs) Sherry, what do you think about um, when you hear the word lemonade? Well, lemonade, I think before this album, was just a candid drink or a saying, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. And... Beyonce has turned that, into I guess, into the form. Yeah, she turned it into the mantra for her album, first of all. But um, yeah, b- before it was just a, a delicious beverage, you know? Yeah. A beverage that you made when you were a kid yeah. and you wanted to get some extra cash, you set up a stall. <laughs> or when you felt like you had some free time or when you didn't really want to drink the lemon juice because it's too sour, yeah, just you know, with... sweeten it up a little bit. Ah, yeah. Mm. And, but now it's. A whole new different meaning. Absolutely. But me, when I think about the word lemonade, I do not re- relate quite well. Because yeah. back in the Philippines, lemon isn't as much as popular as another citrus thing. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> but the album, Beyonce's album, does yeah. make sense to me. So 
I think it makes sense to a lot of people. I know. And I think that's why it's been so popular. I mean, relatable. I mean, if you told someone that, oh, you know, someone's going to release this amazing piece of music yeah. mastery and it's going to be called Lemonade, they're going to be like, seriously? Wh- why Lemonade? Yeah. You know, maybe someone would release something about apples, yeah. kiwi, things like that, but no. <laughs> lemons. Lemons are just lemons aren't that interesting, but I think I think lemons are riding this famous wave yeah, nicely. It's a whole new meaning. It gives a whole new meaning. So, um talking about lemonade, can you give us a recipe for the perfect lemonade? Because I think it's perfect today. It's sunny. Yes. And um, you know, a perfect time to get together with friends, family or just Simply, simply chill. Absolutely. Well, generally, the recipe for lemonade is a little bit of lemon juice. So you might have like three or four large lemons that you'll squeeze the juice out of mm-hmm. and maybe half the zest of one lemon. Some sugar, so like one or two cups of sugar, depending on the size of your lemons and how That's sweet. That's a lot of sugar, yeah. Yeah, but it, then again, it's lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it to be too sour. I, I mean, know. depending on your taste. Yep. And then you'd add some water, mix it all together, mm-hmm. get a really good consistency mm-hmm. that you're happy with, and that is your lemonade. But obviously, not in the case of Beyonce. Beyonce has 11 ingredients in her lemonade and they come together to make this amazing album. So they are 11 very emotional chapters Mm -hmm. of her lemonade album. And basically they can be characterized as the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. So throughout her songs, so she has 11 songs on her lemonade album and also interludes in between those songs mm-hmm. with poems, which we'll find out a little bit more about later. But basically, her lemonade recipe is intuition, denial, mm-hmm. anger, mm-hmm. apathy, mm-hmm. emptiness, accountability, reformation, forgiveness, resurrection, hope, and redemption. Wow. Yeah. And each of these generally correlates to one of the songs in her Mm -hmm. album. So some of the more prominent ones that come out are Reformation, for example, which is the seventh ingredient Mm -hmm. in the song Love Drought. And it features a scene where Beyonce is is walking into a river with a line of women. Mm-hmm. And it, this is supposed to be symbolic, not mm-hmm. only of like a rebirth, yep. but historically there is a symbolism of the collective suicide of the Igbo women who during the time of the slave trade stole a ship yes. and decided to mow the ship onto an island and rather drown themselves yeah. collectively yeah. than become slaves. And they did this as they were singing like Igbo gospel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Song, so that's really symbolic, and Beyonce's album is full of these symbolisms. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, of course, the album features a huge line of um, African American stars, but it's also a very strong anthem for the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And in the resurrection song, um, in the resurrection part of the song, so forward, it features the mothers of the victims of mm-hmm. 
of the victims of violence against um, some unarmed young men. So we have the mother of Trayvon Martin, Sabrina Fulton, Leslie McSpadden, the mother of Mike Brown, mm-hmm. Gwen Carr, the mother of Eric Garner, and then there is also, not related to that, there is also the model Winnie Harlow, who has the skin condition vitiligo, but has, you know, really embraced that part of herself and come out to be a symbolism of acceptance of all types of beauty, despite her skin condition skin condition and throughout the album you see so many of these positive images in the lemonade album of this empowerment of black women as well and of this acceptance of self which is a theme that i think runs very very clearly throughout her album that is very empowering so empowering and um it just um it just shows that you know you Anything can happen, but you cannot crush someone's dignity. Who would have thought that there's a cheating thing happening between the Beyonce and Jay-Z relationship? Absolutely. (laughs) You wouldn't even... But I guess she's a very private person, and the way she's decided to express herself Mm -hmm. is through this music. Now, like we've been saying, this album has been a real statement since it came out and one of the things that has come out very clearly as you listen to the album is her support I think and is the encouragement for the black girl magic movement so Mm -hmm. black girl magic movement is a movement that started online and it's about celebrating um, black women as Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. that's basically I think the simplest form that I can describe it in or my understanding of it and throughout her tracks Beyonce has a lineup of very phenomenal and beautiful black women that she has studied throughout their album so the tracks feature images of Zendaya Mm -hmm. Amandler Stellenberg Serena Williams which can be seen with her sitting on like they're it almost looks like they're both sitting on a throne um you know looking very like sassy and powerful kind of owning themselves in that track and just the imagery that it's generating Mm -hmm. of black women throughout this is really positive and I mean her, her herself Beyonce has been an icon for kind of the empowerment and the like showing the strength of black women Mm -hmm. and it's been an amazing thing because i think for a lot of people it that Mm -hmm. hasn't that hasn't always been the case i mean there have been so many throughout history like let's not try and simplify it Mm -hmm. at all but in pop culture um beyonce has done that a lot throughout her music kind Mm -hmm. of you know with my girls kind of, you know, women supporting each other kind of a thing. And she's propagated that a lot. Some of the other stars include Chloe and Hallie. They're two young musicians who actually signed to be, um, signed to Beyonce's label. Uh Um, and there are the two sisters, 
Lisa Kainde and Naomi Diaz mm-hmm. of the musical duo eBay, mm-hmm. also like beautiful young musicians with a mm-hmm. unique and very relatable sound. And there is a really beautiful uh, ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. And she also features in the film. Yeah, like I said, just throughout the whole album, they have this amazing imagery, and I think it's just really positive. And yeah, just a question. So mm-hmm. having Beyonce and you being an African woman, how does this affect you? Like, I don't know. I think it just makes me feel proud yeah. to be a black female yep. African woman. Yes, because often, sometimes, not all the time, but mm-hmm. often you don't feel like proud in yourself and True. perhaps what people look at you and think and when you see something like this and it's like oh my gosh wow yeah, this like, is something yeah. that that is speaking to me like mm-hmm. it's not like it's not just like it's kind of talking to you it's like actually it looks like she's very purposely done this and it's kind of talking to you mm-hmm. as a young black woman as mm-hmm. a young as a black woman and even not just women of color and women in general mm-hmm. more broadly True. but the fact that it's so it's so there is so much in it that it's really speaking to black women i think that's really empowering for me and encouraging yeah and yeah. you know the feeling that you don't have to change who you are but embrace who you are mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a really powerful thought and yeah we're going to play a poem written and spoken by Warson Shire um can you tell us a bit about Warson Shire yeah so Warson Shire is a british somali mm-hmm. um female poet who features throughout Beyonce's album Um, as her poems, her words are spoken by Beyonce as interludes in between many of her tracks. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to listen to one of them now. And it is called Women Who Are Difficult to Love mm-hmm. by Warsan Shire. For women who are difficult to love. You are a horse running alone. And he tries to tame you, compares you to an impossible highway, to a burning house, says you are blinding him, that he could never leave you, forget you, want anything but you, you dizzy him, you are unbearable. Every woman before or after you is doused in your name, you fill his mouth, his teeth, ache with the memory of taste his body just a long shadow seeking yours but you are always too intense frightening in the way that you want him unashamed and sacrificial he tells you that no man can live up to the one who lives in your head and you try to change don't you close your mouth more try to be softer Prettier, less volatile, less awake. But even when sleeping, you could feel him traveling away from you in his dream. So, what did you want to do, love? Split that open. You can't make homes out of human beings. Someone should have already told you that. 
And if he wants to leave, then let him leave. You are terrifying and strange and beautiful. Something not everyone knows how to love. That was a spoken poem by Warson Shire, and it's called For Women Who Are Difficult to Love. And um, I just want to highlight one of the lines on the end of the poem, and it mm. says, um, You are terrifying yeah. and strange and beautiful, something not everyone knows how to love. Wow. Oh, my God. Yes, <laughs> I don't know. If you didn't get a chance to properly absorb those lyrics and the words that she's spoken, do look it up online for Women Who Are Difficult to Love by War Sunshire, among other of her works that are published in her in her book. Yep. And they are they are just absolutely fantastic. Um, like the way she's so honest mm-hmm. and really real yeah i think that's um how you make a a powerful piece yeah you know how to make it uh relatable is you should make it very honest and very um true to yourself absolutely and yeah with the poem the title was for women who are difficult to love um sherry rose do you consider yourself difficult to love oh that's a really (laughs) deep question um (laughs) Honestly, I think it's more difficult, I would say, for me to love myself. Like, I feel mm. like I'm still learning to love myself, and that might make it difficult, I guess, to expect someone else to yeah. be able to completely love me in that way if I haven't reached that stage where I'm completely loving myself. And I think that's more what a lot of women go through, and men too, not yep. just women I shouldn't just say that but that's something that everyone goes through where they have to get to that stage where they do accept and love themselves and from knowing and being able to do that then they can reflect it onto other areas into their lives whether it's you know in their romantic relationships whether it's in the things that they do when they invest their time and energy into Mm -hmm. that's that's all comes from learning and loving yourself absolutely it's all about um trying and learning to love yourself first because um as humans we always tend to see what's beyond you know what's beyond our space absolutely like we always want something else Mm. and we forgot what we really need and want for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. And this poem is very, you know, it was spoken in a calm manner. Yeah. But the words are very striking and yeah. powerful. Very deep. Yeah, very yeah. deep. Like, while listening to it, it's, um, it made you feel like you are in your sanctuary. Yeah. Like, you know, these feelings are real. Mm. I am, you know, my feelings are... Uh, 
not invalid because yes, it's true absolutely and i am allowed and free to express what i'm feeling because yeah. most of the time um women are uh being said that we are too emotional mm. but yeah i think we're emotional but i think we have the right to express our emotions yeah and perhaps you can say on the other hand contrarily men are expected not to be yeah. emotional and it's it's seen as an impeachment upon their yeah. manliness or their character as a man if they're seen to be emotional and expressing themselves at times and that can be a really difficult thing as well yeah if you're not given the liberty i mean we all experience hurt and pain and love and happiness if you're not given the liberty to be able to express yourself fully in any capacity that's really it's, debilitating yeah it's inhumane in some sort <laughs> because you are not allowing yourself to you know live your life to the fullest yeah definitely so, i think um from warsan's poetry and i think one of the reasons it was used in this album is because of its relatability and because of its realness. So throughout the visual album, in between the songs and the interludes, Beyonce speaks the words. So mm -hmm. they are sans words, but mm -hmm. they're spoken by Beyonce and they're accompanied often, you know, by some powerful imagery, mm -hmm. um, beautiful sound as well. Other poems that are featured are Unbearable Weight, the unbearable weight of staying, mm -hmm. the end of a relationship, as well as nail technician as palm reader. These are also poems by Warsan Chaya, mm -hmm. published in her book, Teaching My Mother How to Give Birth. Mm -hmm. So it's a collection mm -hmm. of her poetry. And from being featured in Beyonce's album, obviously she's now really become really popular and lots of people have given her acclaim mm -hmm. but even before that in her own right she's already an accomplished poet she was london's first young poet laureate at only 25 years of age and her poetry wow. is also featured in the guardian's award-winning fgm campaign so aside from f from featuring in this beautiful mm -hmm beautiful piece by Beyonce which is her visual album you know she's also just a real person because often I think when we see celebrities and we see the music they put out and we see their lives and the way it's portrayed even if it is in music and whatever else it still seems so far away and so unreal but what Beyonce's done is put some of these very real characteristics in there putting in real people and you know putting showing some of their lives and mm -hmm. sharing some of their experiences on there. So it's be really, really beautiful, moving. Yeah, that's the reason why this album is, you know, being top-notch. Mm. <laughs> because it's really meant to be uh, relatable. And it's like Beyonce saying that she is still human beyond mm. the success and yeah. everything. Because often, like, she's a very private person mm -hmm. about her relationships and everything generally. And you really only see her, except in some of her, she has re released other music where she has shown, you know, vulnerable sides of herself. But this whole album is a 
personal love story almost as well as an ode to black women i think it's really a personal love story it's a very personal story it's like the whole thing is showing different parts of her Mm -hmm. yeah and I did forget to mention earlier on Michaela de Prince is the ballet dancer I was talking about among the other <laughs> wonderful women yeah. featured in this album. And we've actually just been talking about about loving yourself and about the love story that is sort of told throughout this album. And we've had a couple of texts in um, relating to the discussion we had about oh, wow. the em- expressing of emotions mm-hmm. and about knowing whether or not you're difficult to love following on from Mm -hmm. the poem that we heard by Orsan Shire and we've had one person comment that it is so true that it's better to learn to love yourself before allow another person's love in that finding happiness from within first and not from anyone else is really important and we also talked briefly about how Women are often seen as emotional. emotional. You did say that, Nicole, yeah. and men are told or are often pressured not to express their emotions mm-hmm. as much. And we just had one male participant comment that male are often given the liberty to express more anger. That's the emotion yep. they're most allowed to express. They're allowed to be angry. And whereas they have emotions too, and it's really important that they should be able to express those emotions. Unlike, you know, when a boy, a guy cries, Mm. you don't, uh, uh, you don't refer to it as, refer to it as as something cute. Mm. You refer to it as a real emotion. Because when a girl cries, you don't say, oh, it's so cute, you're crying. Yeah, absolutely. Or you don't tell them that they're just being weak. Yeah. Because tears are, I mean, you you cry when you feel hurt, when you feel pain, when you don't know how to describe what you're feeling. Sometimes, you know, what you do is you cry instead because you don't know how to express that. And it's sad that, you know, our society can say that, well, some people are allowed to cry and others aren't. And if you Mm -hmm. do, you can be characterized or labeled as this. And it's often not a positive thing. Yep. Mm. Yeah, which is really wrong because in the end of the day we're all just humans mm. we feel the same thing we have the same you know we don't have we may not have the same exact same struggles but we mm. do struggle we do fear mm. we do be discouraged we do yeah. uh, our hearts break do yeah and and I think that's everything we're talking about today. I think when we said we're going to do a show about lemonade, people were confused. They're like, you're going to talk about a very delicious beverage for your show? Oh, you're just going to talk about an album? No, it's actually, we just want to have, we're having a discussion about people and emotions. And I think that's what really happens in Beyonce's album and I think that's why it's so striking Mm. to so many people and why so many people have connected with the album because of the realness and the universal emotions that come out of it that so many people have been able to really relate to not just enjoying the musicality and the creativity and the performance behind the pieces Mm -hmm. it's a really really beautifully put together visual album but it's 
the way in which the stories are being told, the symbolisms behind it, the people that are in it, the emotions that are behind it. I think that's what's really connected with people. That's true. And it's also something, you know, like a way of celebrating life Mm. because, you know, we know we're alive and we feel these things and these things are true are true and real and Mm. yeah so in relation to lemonade and all things lemon Mm -hmm. i want to talk about something sour (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're gonna call this segment the sour segment the sour segment segment. (laughs) ask a few friends of you know what are the situations and things that have made them feel sour? sour? Yeah. So do you have anything? Sour. Oh, so many things can make you feel sour. There are little things and big things. Yeah. Like little things like when you go to the fridge or the freezer, sorry, and you want to have ice cream and then you open the tub and you realize <laughs> there's nothing in there. That's a sour moment. Yeah. And then there are major sour moments, yeah. you know, when you feel as if you've failed or disappointed someone that's a major sour moment yeah with in relation to what you said what you said about you know (laughs) going to the fridge opening the tub of ice cream and um finding out that there's no ice cream in it in the philippines or in the asian way Mm. they we used to recycle yes (laughs) and you find other things in there and you know what's interesting those are both disappointments for example when you really really care about something or someone and then you feel like they don't care the same way or you feel as if you haven't met up to their expectation there's significant disappointment in that they're both feelings of disappointment but they're on very different different ways yeah different levels Mm. you know (laughs) it may not be a tub of ice cream but but the disappointment is real it's real (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i've we've asked a few friends of what you know situations or things that made them um feel sour so yeah so one friend said that when your friend gets the promotion instead of you oh mm, that's sad that's like, hard i don't know how it how the friendship will go but yeah i think you'll still be happy for your friend but you won't deny the fact that she had the promotion absolutely but it's very difficult to I be know. in competition yeah with someone who you think is your friend or who you consider your friend Mm -hmm. yeah it's very difficult to be in competition with them i think yeah true and someone said that when she has already moved on and i haven't oh that's that's really (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't even know how to describe that but but can, can you just <laughs> read that again? You know, when she has already moved on, and it, I haven't. Oh, just, that's whoa, my little heart. I'm sorry. We we just get we're not laughing because it's funny. No, but we can relate. Absolutely, <laughs> totally relate. And one friend also said, when when you used to call me on my cell phone. <laughs> you used to call. <laughs> When you used to call me on my When cell you used to text me and uh, call me. You yeah, know. you know that moment where you just stop being friends with someone in a I way? I know. It's like... Yeah. I think people think that they just think about the Drake song and the emotional, mm-hmm, like, re- mm-hmm. um, love relationship. Yep. But, like, 
your friendships just when you stop being so close with someone yeah. that you go from calling and texting them regularly and being in contact with them to no more calls and yeah. texts or very few in between. That's true. It's like, you know, the spark was gone mm. like in the f- in friendship or mm. even in romantic uh, relationships. And mm. yeah, one friend also said that he just doesn't feel the same way about me. <laughs> That's oh. total friend. So. Yeah. Oh, that's really sad. Really sad. And um, one friend also also said that when you are being continuously compared to somebody else, you'll never be. Like in, you know, like it can be in a past relationship or you know, family expectations. Absolutely. Friends. I don't know. Sometimes your your parents compare you to other. Um, children, does That's that happen to you? And they think, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, this person is doing this and this and this, and her son yeah. or daughter is doing that. What are you doing? I know. I had that moment before yeah. when my dad said, oh, my friend's daughter is doing this and that. Mm. And so what do you mean, dad? Yeah. <laughs> so I, are you saying that you're not happy <laughs> with <Yeah>. me? <laughs> and um, someone also said that when you want to be jealous, but you know you have no right to be jealous. (laughs) The little heart breaks. It's interesting how you just put the question out there, sour moments, but so many of them seem to resonate as, like, love problems and relationships. I know. Yeah. Maybe because it's (laughs) some of the things that nobody talks about Mm. openly. But when you ask questions like that, maybe mm. that's the first thing they think about. Yeah, this is just well. The first thing I thought about was ice cream, but <laughs> <laughs> and the tub, <laughs> and the disappointment, the disappointment of not finding that ice cream in the tub. But <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, one friend also said that when you feel like you are struggling more than everybody else, oh, so I think that's a really universal feeling. I know. When you feel as if your struggle, what you're going through is mm-hmm. worse than everyone else yeah. and almost makes you feel guilty sometimes, yeah. like, but everyone else is managing, I should be able to manage as yeah. well. I think a lot, everyone gets that feeling in different things. I think mm-hmm. it can be different things. Maybe it's like work, yeah. maybe it's family, maybe it's school. I think for like people our age, maybe it's school. It's like, oh, I'm finding it so hard in this subject. But everyone else seems to be yeah. swimming along. I know with all the other big fishes, you know, like in maths class, mm. like everyone. <laughs> why do you get? How do you get that answer? And I was like, I can't even write what you're writing, and yeah, we're done talking about the things that makes us sour because it's breaking our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about all things lemonade. We've given you a lemonade recipe. recipe <laughs> no mentions, things that made you sour, made yes. you feel sour. Um, and things that have made us feel really positive about this album it's and its message true. and had a really great discussion. Yep. So thank you for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed our very juicy show today. <laughs> very juicy indeed. <laughs> and we'll hope that you will join us again. So fitting to conclude our show but let's leave ourselves with one message today when life gives you lemons make lemonades yes (laughs) enjoy and see you next week bye bye
And that was another episode brought to you by Life in Color. Feel free to join our conversation, share your personal stories, and like our Facebook page, Life in Color, and follow us on Twitter at It's Life in Color Show. Or tune into us every Saturday, 1 p.m. only at Sin 90.7.